0: This is Dorel Lallier and you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast episode 50.
1: come to the right place mr hollywood himself presents the before the millions podcast, podcast. podcast. and now your host DeRay
0: hey what's up what's going on btm tribe we're back for another week another installment of the before the millions podcast and i'm excited for today's show guys this is one of those mindset one of those limiting belief show to where We're not so much talking about real estate, but we're more so talking about the person you have to be to become a successful real estate investor or to become successful in any field of human endeavor. It's one of those episodes to where we're going to dive into the inner workings of our minds and figure out how to set ourselves up best for success. On today's show, we have Mr. Reggie Brooks and Reggie is a veteran in the game. I mean, he's he's I think he just had his 70th birthday birthday. And he's been working on his mindset every single day for the past 40 plus years. So it's one of those things to where you're never actually going to get to a place, as far as mindset goes, you're never actually going to get to a place to where you're content and you're satisfied and you feel like you no longer have to work on this. It's something that you have to work on every single day for the rest of your life. So for those who are committed, those who know the path that they want to travel down, It's a constant reinforcement. And Reggie shows us that. He's a breath of fresh air, guys. He's gonna motivate us. He's gonna inspire us. He's gonna teach us so much about the inner workings of his mind and the minds of successful investors. So again, this is an amazing show, guys. I can't wait to get into it. I'm actually speaking to you guys right now from my hotel room in Nashville, Tennessee, or more specifically, Brentwood, Tennessee. And I'm here for a speaker-intensive conference. So I mentioned at the beginning of the year that I was going to do a lot more speaking engagements. I was going to be a guest on a lot more podcasts. And I figured that the best way to deliver my message would be to have a structure that's powerful, that's efficient, that's effective. And you guys know I'm big on mentors, I'm big on coaching, I'm big on trainings. So I'm at a conference to refine my speaking skills, to get better at my craft, to get feedback from professionals all around the world. And the conference is called the SCORE Conference. And this conference was recommended to me by one of my good mentors. And I was supposed to actually go to this conference or come to this conference a few months ago, but I just had other travel plans that I kind of put in front of this. So now that this has came back around again this year, I decided that I needed to go ahead and make that trip. I believe that this is going to be one of those conferences that you're going to want to go to if you guys are interested, by the way. You're going to want to go to multiple times to kind of reinforce the skills that you started learning to kind of reinforce the skills that you start learning, you want to keep building upon that. There's another conference that I've attended that's called How to Win Funds and Influence People. And that conference is in Dallas, Texas. And that's one of those conferences, again, in which I'm going to attend again over and over because these skills that we pick up as real estate investors, they're not one-time things that you pick up the skill and you never have to practice. So you pick up the skill and there's no more learning involved. Almost everything we do in our field is something that we have to constantly reinforce something that we have to constantly practice you know going back to mindset even as committed as you have to be to work on your mindset every morning for 30 minutes that's not enough you have to constantly practice you have to think about your mindset throughout the day. you have to think about the negative thoughts that you're letting in you have to think about your reaction to bad news so i think the overall takeaway from this intro is that there needs to be constant reinforcement in every area of our lives that we're looking to improve and keep improved so with that being said guys let's get into the show raise tip of the week. So Johnny Dumas has this quote and the quote goes, all the magic happens right outside of your comfort zone. You know, we often push ourselves until it hurts or until it gets uncomfortable. And as soon as it gets uncomfortable, as soon as there's a gray area, as soon as we feel like this is something I've never done before, as soon as we're just like, man, like, oh, this is tiring. Or this is hard. That's when we stop a lot of the times. That's when we give up. As soon as you've made the amount of offers people tell you that you should make before you get your first deal under contract, you're like, okay, well, I've made those offers. Obviously, something is not working. You know, using the gym analogy, let's say you're bench pressing. As soon as you've hit a certain amount of reps or you're running, as soon as you ran a mile, whatever your normal threshold is, and it starts to get uncomfortable, you start to get tired, your muscles start to strain. That's often when we say, okay, I did a good job. That's, that's where the buck stops. And little do we know, it's right at that moment that we should push on through. It's right at that moment that we should push past any beliefs that tell us that we're at 90 to 95% or 100% of what we can do. Our body likes to be safe, whether that's your mind or your physical body. It wants to protect you. It wants to keep it safe. And... If we understand that, when we start straining in the gym and we start pushing that weight up and we've hit five reps and we're trying to hit that sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth one, but it's just too hard. When you understand that those last two, three, four reps, the ones that we thought we couldn't do, if we can just get over the mental block, nothing physical, if we can get over the mental block, and I'm going to tell you why it's not physical, if we can get over that mental block and hit those last few reps, that's where all the magic happens. Because you're outside of your comfort zone. David Goggins, in the book Living with the Seal, used to tell Jesse Itzler, Jesse Itzler is the guy who sold his private jet company to Donald Trump. Jesse Itzler's wife is the founder of Spanx, the billionaire, by the way. He had a seal living with him for about 30 days. And the seal that lived with him was David Goggins. And David used to always tell him, whenever you feel like you can't go anymore, whenever you feel like your back is against the wall, whenever you feel like you've done enough, you've trained hard enough, You've given it your all, whether it's in business, it's in investing, it's in physical growth, it's in spiritual growth, whatever it is, whenever you feel like you've done all you can do, just know that that is a chemical composition. That is your body telling you, hey, you're getting out of your comfort zone. You're getting to a place that you don't normally travel. And you should also know that at that point, you've only exerted about 40% of your energy. 40%. So if you carry that mindset with you, if you carry that belief with you, when you're running that mile and you're supposed to run two miles, but you're giving out at that one mile marker, you start to create and change your beliefs around that and say, you know, my body is designed to protect me. My body is designed to make sure that I don't fall over and collapse. And it starts throwing up those red flags way ahead of time because that, that's what it's supposed to do. But if you train your mind, if you constantly work on your beliefs, and you tell yourself, "But you know what? I've only exerted about forty percent of my full potential, and there's so much more left in the tank. There's so much more left in reserve, and that I need to push through, and that I can do this second mile. That's where the magic happens. That's where you're going to see most of the results. You know, if you're working out and you're doing a set of ten, let's say it's bench press, and you've hit eight reps, and your I mean your arms are are done. They're tired." Like, this is how much you feel is all you can do. But you tell yourself, that's only 40%. That's only 40%. I should and I can and I will keep going. I'll get those last two reps in, which you can get more in, by the way. But if you just get those last two reps in because that's what you committed to, those last two reps are worth more than the first eight reps. Those last two reps are going to shock your muscles. That's where the growth starts happening. That's how you push yourself to new heights so that next time, When you're supposed to do 10, you know you've done it before, and now you do 12, and then 15, and then 20, and that growth monumentally gets exponential because you're training yourself to move past what you believe. You're training yourself to ignore the fibers in your body telling you that you're tired. You're training yourself to be an endurer, and this goes across all things, guys, whether it's business, whether it's wealth and success, whether it's relationship, you can apply this to so many areas of your life. So whenever you feel like giving up, whenever you feel like enough is enough, that you've hit your breaking point, I want you to start operating under the belief system that the goal that you're looking for, the achievement that you want to acquire is right outside of your comfort zone. And that you've only exerted about 40% of your energy. So with that being said, guys, let's get to the show.
1: And now your feature presentation. Guys, today I'm super excited because we have a brand new real estate investor who is not so brand new to the game. Actually, he has more experience than lots of the investors that have been on this podcast combined, but he's brand new to our show. And his name is Reggie Brooks. Reggie, how's it going? Excellent. It couldn't be better, man. Thanks for asking. For those of you who don't know Reggie, Reggie has over 30 years of experience in the game. He's made millions of dollars and he's coached thousands of active investors. I mean, he's spoken on the stage with people like Magic Johnson, Susie Orman, Anthony Robbins, George Foreman. The list goes on and on. Now he's on our show. Now he's on the Before the Men's podcast and he's ready to give the listeners some knowledge. Reggie, as we always like to do, we like to take it back in the time machine. We like to get to know younger, Reggie. We like to get to know your inception to this whole magical world and, you know, how you forged your path. So let's maybe take it back. Let's figure out what kind of got you started. What kind of got you going down this path, down this entrepreneurial journey, down this real estate path, and then we'll work our way up.
2: I kind of anticipated the question. You know, This is the first time that we've spoken and had a chance to meet you, and, and it's an honor. Thank you for having me on. I had thought a lot about the beginnings, the early days, and, and I go all the way back to when I was a child growing up in a very, very poor environment, very poor environment, very negative atmosphere. There was something that rubbed against my spirit with that, and so I sought better. And I began to, as I grew up, I began to align myself with people who were so poor and who didn't have such poor attitudes, and it began to rub off. I began to read books. little book called Think and Grow Rich began to develop my thinking in such a way where I would attract prosperity. Speaking of attraction, I began to study the law of attraction, and I'm a student of the law of attraction for probably over 40 years or so, something like that, and I began to learn how to use this, the greatest tool in the entire universe, to attract the things that I want, not the things that I didn't want. So, Having grown up in a very poor environment, I knew that there was better for me. So I began to ask questions and answers that I got. And, and these were questions about finance, about how do I make money? Now as a young man, oh, well, I can open a liquor store. Wait a minute, hold on, South Central LA. <laughs> do I really want to think about opening up a liquor store over there? Because two things happen. People get a shot and people get killed many times. I mean, I hate to say it, but we have to think about those things being in a liquor store at night trying to make a living. So that wasn't for me. But the people who I talked to, they had made their money in various different ways. Uh, Some were authors. I spoke with a couple of doctors going in for my physical and all. And everyone who was successful owned real estate. That was the one commonality. So that's when I began to look people who had already made their money in other places and also people who made their money in real estate. Well, I had to be one of them because I didn't have an education. Dropped out of high school in the 11th grade. I was 17 years old. Reason was because I was raised by a single mom and she needed help. And so I decided I couldn't get a job uh, while I was working, I mean, while I was going to school. So I did a dumb thing, dropped out of high school, did get a job. I got a whole bunch of dead-end jobs. But fast forward to discovering about this thing called real estate, and I discovered that I could make money in real estate and not even have to, I didn't have to have an education. Well, that fit me well, because I dropped out in the 11th grade. I didn't have to have money to begin with. That fit me well because I didn't have any. All I had to have was time and the commitment to changing my life and to learn the principles, apply the principles, and then get ready for wealth. I did another thing, too, on top of it all. Maybe it was like a secret weapon, but I studied the law of attraction, and I used the principles of the law of attraction to attract things that would open doors for me. People sometimes call it luck. Well, guess what? (laughs) There's a secret. We can direct our so-called luck through the law of attraction. So I did all that. Now to fast forward, I just had my 70th birthday just a few days, a couple weeks ago now. And I am in the best place that I've ever been in my entire life because of real estate. I've been able to I helped my mom before she died to live in a better place to get the things that she not just wanted but uh, needed, but the things that she wanted, anything that was her desire, I was able to get for her. And then when she lost both her legs through diabetes, I didn't just get her a wheelchair, I got her a motorized wheelchair, Cadillac. Motorized wheels here, you know, And my brother, who is not as fortunate as me, he's in a home, a very nice house right now, in a place called Inglewood, lives rent-free. I paid the house off, and now we're going to do a reverse mortgage and pull about 300,000 out of it and not have to pay it back. So you wonder how people like me, who come from meager beginnings, who never really had an education, how can we? succeed as I did and as many people that I know have done? And I think the answer is this, it's always to continue to grow, to expand, to embrace the fact that you have the ability to find answers to questions before you knew, even knew the question existed. You can find, you can solve problems, you can find the solutions before you even knew the problem existed. So with that kind of an attitude, we can move forward in life, embrace all the things that we want in life that make us whole and wholesome and expand us and, and have us live in that lifestyle that we've always wanted to live. Or we can make a different decision. And we can concentrate on the things that we don't want. And we can concentrate on the reason why life is so Against us and how we carry ourselves with such bad luck and those things that you concentrate on I Guarantee you they will develop in your life and So when they do don't wonder how they got there when they do develop in your life go back in your mind and realize what your thought patterns were to develop that type of a Manifestation of things in your life. What do you want in your life? You know, that should be your prominent question. And the answers should stimulate you from the deepest core inside of you. And that's where things are created. I think that's the very greatest thing that I can say to anybody that can be a principle that you can carry with you and create anything that you want in life. May as well start with finance. What do you think, man?
1: Reggie, I had no idea you were coming with all this today. I would have gotten- I
2: didn't either, to tell you the truth. I didn't
1: either. <laughs> I love it. I love That's it. Right? And you touched on a subject that I don't think we've, we've covered in, in all our episodes during this podcast. Let's, let's talk about this gray area. Let's talk about this law that, that we call the law of attraction. And let's, let's maybe start from the grassroots of it. Let's, figure out, let's define the law of attraction and let's figure out how we can apply it. So, so Reggie, what is the law of attraction?
2: Very simply put, the law of attraction is a law that exists, just like the law of gravity, the law of centrifugal force, all of these laws that we can't see, but because we can identify them, we accept them. Well, now we're on the cusp. We're on the on the very edge of understanding and accepting another law that we didn't know anything about before. Okay, here's how it works: law of attraction. What it does, you feed it, and it will respond in real life, in manifestation. So uh, here's an example. Let's say for instance, you're working a job, like I worked at the phone company for 18 years and I'm getting to work late all the time and my boss pulls me in and says, Reggie, why are you always late? We're getting ready to fire you. Why are you late? And I tell him this, well boss, I'm late because I'm driving this wreck of a car. I'm telling you, I'm sick and tired of this car. The car is always stopping on me at intersections and the tires are bald and it's even dirty. It's got dents even in the in the top of Up there. It's a horrible car. Guess what? You are always invoking the law of attraction because of your thinking. The law of attraction does not say, oh, he really didn't mean that. The law of attraction simply looks at what you're thinking and brings you more of it. That's all. So, the proper way to catch yourself is when the boss invites you in to explain why you're always late. Boss, I'm going to tell you, I'm driving a bum car, but. Let me tell you something. I'm working on a new car, boss. It's not going to be brand new, but it's going to be new to me. And it's going to be a Chevy Nova or whatever the car is. I already see it, boss. It's blue in color when I get inside of it. I can, oh, I can smell the interior. They cleaned it up really, really good. And it's going to be a really good running car, boss. My uh, tardiness will never affect me again. So what are you now giving to the law of attraction? You're giving the law of attraction what you want not what you don't want. Understand that the law of attraction doesn't play any favorites at all. It simply takes what you are imagining in your mind, it passes it over to another little law, which is the law of creation. And that law of creation begins the work of manifesting that thing that you were imagining, begins the work of manifesting into our three-dimensional world. There's only one other law that we have to pay attention to very much which is the law of allowing. And through the law of allowing, we allow this whole process to work and to bring us those things that we're thinking about. Guess what? Whether they're good or whether they're bad, those laws are bringing them into our experience. So what I would suggest is this. If we heard enough about it to know that there's got to be some truth to it, I've studied it for about 40 years. There are so many books and publications out there. What I will challenge you before you start the task of going out there, banging your head against the wall to try to create another revenue stream or to try to enhance your present revenue stream or to try to get into real estate, before you do any of that stuff, let's do some mind work first and let's make it easy. You see, there's a problem. And most of the times people think that in order to Get something good. You got to work for it. We've all been taught that. Got to work hard. You know, you work hard for 30 years and and then you retire and they give you a toaster. Don't give you gold watch. That's too much. You don't deserve that anymore. They give you a toaster and then you retire and then you expire. Why? Because that's what you were taught. What I say is this. Let's change our thinking. Let's now, instead of making things hard, making, uh, instead of accepting the fact that we got to work real hard to make money, let's accept the fact that we can just simply allow things to work through the law of allowing, sort of like getting in your boat and allowing the current to take you downstream. Everything you want in the world is downstream. Instead of turning around and going with what was taught to you, you got to work hard to get anything worthwhile, no pain, no gain, you turn your boat and you start paddling upstream because you think you've been taught that everything you want, you got to work hard for it. Believe me, you don't. Believe me, you don't. You can start to develop your mind in such a way where you lo- you use these unseen laws, laws that... Most people don't know anything about it all. The law of attraction, the law of allowing, the law of creation. And they will work for you, just like gravity will work for you. Try climbing on your roof and jumping down. You see that it works all the time. But guess what? The law of attraction is also working all the time. Every second that you're awake, it's working. You're directing it. How are you directing it? Are you directing it toward what you want in life? Or are you inadvertently, by habit, bad habit, talking about the things you don't want? That's about as simple as we can make it. And the only other thing that I would add to that would be to follow your bliss. Follow your bliss. A lot of times we have an opportunity and the law of attraction is opening doors for you. But then you think that it's too hard. But bliss is through the door. But you feel guilty because it shouldn't be this easy. But it is. And one of the first things that I teach my students when I coach them is to get hold of this. (laughs) Because it's with this that we will attract millions and millions and millions of dollars. One final little example that I want to use as attracting. You see, through the law of attraction, when you begin to invoke these laws, Ideas will come to you. Doors will pop open for you. Pathways illuminate for you. And don't call it luck. Don't call it luck. Call it directed manifestation. So here's directed manifestation for you. The house that I just talked about that my brother's living in, we paid it off. It's worth about $600,000. I presently have a, a home, a really nice home. It's about a million and a half. And uh, I have a reverse mortgage on it. Reverse mortgage means that you can take money out of it and you never have to pay it back, you know, you're about 50 percent out. So now I'm dealing with the idea. I've got this house over there that my brother's living in. He's a senior citizen. He could qualify for this reverse mortgage. You got to be a senior, you know, and um, and so we're trying to fig I'm trying to figure out how do I I can't get two reverse mortgages. I can only get one and I can only live in one place at one time. And then the idea came to me. Because you see what happened, I launched the desire and I know that the answer will come to me through the law of allowing, I allow the answer to come and here was the answer that came to me the very next day. Put the property in a trust, make him a co-trustee. Now, he now through paper is part owner of the house because he's a co-trustee, co-beneficiary, but he owns, you know, he gets to run part of the house. Now I also protect myself by putting a little letter in there saying that uh, upon, you know, with any dispute, I, Reggie Brooks, are are the senior trustee and I make all the decisions. But isn't that a solution to the problem? Now with him being co-trustee, we can get the reverse mortgage, pull $300,000 out of this property, And all I had to do was to shuffle some paperwork. But before that, all I had to do was to launch my desire. My desire is to get an answer to the question, how do I monetize this property with a reverse mortgage? And then you wait for the answer. You don't plant a seed and then the very next day you dig it up to see if it's taken root yet. You wait for the answer and you have faith in knowing that the answer will come. And then you look for, and this is the exciting part, you start to look for signs of your pathway being revealed, or the ideas popping into your head. And that's the way they, they're very, very subtle ideas, but boy, they're worth millions. So that's the first thing that I teach my coaching students. And we use that in going forward to find real estate deals and to create a successful negotiating environment with the sellers. And it makes the task of investing and making money in real estate, it, makes it so much easier because we have the laws working for us too. I know that's a bit much for the average person who doesn't know anything about what I'm talking about to grasp, but what I will challenge you in is go find a book, go find a book. The Law of Attraction, there are many of them written out there, I won't try to direct you to any that I've read, go find the book.
1: There are a lot, and it's crazy because you have these naysayers, Reggie, you have people who, their whole premise is that, so I'm just supposed to Think up great thoughts. I'm supposed to be a positive mindset. I'm supposed to be of abundance, think abundance, and things are just supposed to naturally fall in my lap. Like they have these beliefs and these limits. And, you know, if you were just to open yourself up to the idea, to the thought, let's use that example you just used with your brother. If you automatically told yourself that this was not possible, Right. What would happen? You wouldn't have found the answer. The answer would not have been presented to you because you had already closed down that thought process. You had already shut down any possibility of this working. But because you asked an open-ended question in that, how is this possible? How can I make this work? How can I attract the right answer, the solution? Right. You were in tune. You were aware. You were paying attention. It's almost like a, a sixth or seventh sense in which you're keenly aware of anything that could possibly be a solution and you start, your, your brain starts configuring and starts thinking of how it can mold and answer a way to figure out the answer to this problem because you asked an open-ended question, because you applied the law of attraction, you applied the law of, uh, of allowing. If you Again, if you set it down, the, the, you're not applying the law of allowing, you're disallowing any further thoughts on that situation. So- When it comes to the law of attraction, it's not just hope and believe and pray Mm -hmm. and it'll fall in your lap. You know, it's one of those things to where when you apply the law of attraction, you start looking at the same exact situations that you would be in, not applying the law of attraction, and you start seeing opportunities because you're open-minded because you're in tune, because you're aware. And that's one takeaway I want the listeners to walk away with from that portion of our conversation. Now, Reggie, let's, let's get back into your story. Let's talk about the progression. You worked for the telephone company for 18 years and you had limiting beliefs during this time. How did you, how did you first come across the law of attraction and how did it revolutionize your life at that point?
2: Wow, what a question, man! That you know, I got to put get in my time machine, travel back about.
1: 40 years. <laughs> you
2: know, I think. Oh, hey, I can tell you. I can tell you. You see, it just worked. Did you see that? Yeah. I put the desire out there. I got to get in my time machine, go back about forty years. The answer popped into my head right then. That was the law of attraction at work. Here's how it came about. I was around seventeen years old, and I was struggling. I dropped out of high school. I was trying to find a job. My mom, she had been a reader, and she had read a book that she thought would be good for me to read, and so she gave it to me. And I'm like, 17? Come on, I'm not a reader. I just dropped out of high school. What do I want to read a book for? So I took it home, and I put it on my nightstand right next to my bed. And about two weeks later, I had absolutely nothing to do in life. And I just reached over and grabbed it, and I started to read it and I could not put it down. I was very good at English, I could read very well, I could write very well, but I could not put this book down. This book taught me a thing about how to know, these are the laws that we're talking about. It taught me a principle called the, I'll give you the name of the book when I'm done. All right. It taught me a principle called the cybernetic principle. And in using this principle, we were able to command more of our brain. Here's an example of how it works. Question for you. When you get up in the morning and you put your pants on, which leg do you put in first? Left. You have a habit of putting the same shoe on first, either the left or the right. You put your left leg in first rather than your right. When you put a shirt on, you put one in, one arm in first before the other, and it's a habit. You've been doing it for years. Here's the cybernetic principle. It says this, that when you are engaged in a habit, a habit can be changed if you will uh, reverse the activity for 21 to 30 days 21 to 30 days so the idea is this put your right leg in your pants first instead of your left it's going to feel very awkward at first because you're going against a habit but within 21 to 30 days you then are going to be uh you're going to have incorporated that new habit into your daily routine Now, you still have a tendency to put the left leg in first, but your predominant tendency is to put the right leg in first. Soon, you'll forget all about the left leg. So if we can capture that idea and we can apply it toward making money, making better life decisions. Well, I'm always with a woman who... uh, who takes all my money from me. Well, guess what? I have a habit of making the wrong choices. So I have to start making better choices. And all I have to do is to make better choices for 21 to 30 days. Then it becomes a habit. My neighbor once, when, uh, when I was reading this book, oh, well, by the way, the name of this book, and it changed my life. I had written down another book because I wanted to be ready for that question. But now I have to write this one down, too. It's called Psycho-Cybernetics. P-H-Y-C-H-O, Cybernetics is C-Y-B-E-R-N-E-T-I-C-S, by Dr. Maxwell Maltz, M-A-L-T-Z. Now, that book changed my life. What it gave me was the greatest tool that I can use to create whatever kind of life I want to create. I can use this as a tool to create it. So I began to use it. The first time that I saw it actually work, I was, uh, I'd always had very low self esteem when I was coming up, very low self esteem. I, um, people pleaser, trying to be accepted by everybody, didn't think that I deserved anything. My, um, and so when someone would give me something, like a gift around Christmas time, I would feel compelled to give them something bigger because I didn't feel like I deserved that until I can right the ship and give them something bigger. So, my neighbor gives me something for Christmas and, and I've been reading this book and I've been exercising and uh, he says, Oh, I've got something else for you. I want you to come over to the house. And I said, okay. And I go over there and I was a little bit nervous, but I felt a lot better than i would ever felt accepting a gift. He had a chair at the end of the, of uh, this little uh, den area and he had all these other seats and chairs facing it. And there were people there and he had me sit in the one chair and he gave me a gift. And I open it, all. thank you so much, man, look at this. Oh, wow, it's a gun. No, it's not a gun, it's a lighter. Click, oh, the fire comes up. Oh, this is real cool. Thank you. Now, how about a box of Havana cigars to go with my fire? And the thing is, I felt different. I didn't feel like, oh, thank you very much. And then I'm trying to think of how can I give back to him so that I can feel right. I began to feel right because of what I did with Psycho-Cybernetics. It took me about 23 days. 23 days, I was a changed man. Now, that was the beginning of me raising my self-esteem on a permanent basis. And now I can stand up on stage and people come, hundreds of people come and they pay big money to hear what I have to say. It's a transition that was necessary in my life way back then. Psycho-cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. This stuff is real, guys. If you will take a little bit of time out of your life, do a little bit of reading. You may discover a world that has that is so much easier than the world that you've been trying to operate in, and bucking against the uh, the forces. But use the forces to go with you instead of against you. Allow the stream to take you. Allow the river to take you downstream. Flow with it rather than buck against it and try to paddle upstream. It doesn't work. It doesn't work at all.
1: Reggie, you've, you've had a ton of amazing experiences throughout your life. You've discovered a path that not many are privy to. And, you know, it's one of those things to where you've been able to practice this for the past 40 years and you learn every single day. You're learning new things all the time. You're reading, you're, you, you still probably still have mentors. And, you know, in the last five years, what new beliefs or what new behaviors or habits have most improved your life? <sighs>
2: okay. That's a big one for me uh, because it goes way back into my childhood. Over the last five years, I did some corrective work and corrected something that had been with me since the age of four. It's very personal, and so I'm not going to go deeply into it. But what I will say is this, that uh, I made some internal discoveries that were less than favorable, (laughs) didn't like them at all, those parts about me. And so I went into, I guess you would call it therapy. I have a life coach. You mentioned about coaches and mentors. I have a life coach and she is fabulous. And she is a a clinical hypnotist who is highly intuitive. And I've been working with her for over 20 years. or so I, I give so much of my success to her and her guidance. Well, she helped to guide me through this maze in my life that uh, we had to go back in time and heal some things up. And as a result now, I'm in a, the, the best place in my life that I could be. I have a uh, exclusive relationship with a female partner that, you know, will end up uh, getting closer. <laughs> and what's amazing is the fact that I'm cool with it. So, I guess over the last five years has been internal growth, and that internal growth has put me in a place now where I can share some things uh, with some people that can help them in their internal growth as well. You know, it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be difficult at all. But we do have to get focused, and we have to be realistic, and we have to look at things as they are, and then create the remedies, My mom once taught me, she taught me so many different principles. One of the biggest things was that we should use every ounce of our energy to first define the problem, whatever the problem is. Once the problem is defined, we no longer give it any energy whatsoever. All the rest of our energy goes into uh, working the solution. No more on the problem. So when you do that, let's say you have a finite amount of energy and you give so much of it to the problem and after you've identified the problem, you keep giving it your energy and keep giving it your energy. Guess what? The transfer of energy will make you smaller and make the problem bigger. So we have to be very careful about that. Once we identify the problem, no more energy toward the problem. All of the energy then goes toward the solution. And so that's what I did. And this monumental growth that I experienced And correcting some things from the age of four took uh, maybe two months, maybe two months. So correcting, wow, 66 years of being a certain way and correcting it completely uh, in two months is pretty phenomenal. But when you know the principles and you know the laws and you know what to do and how to do it, it's not that difficult at all. It's just the decision and being committed to that decision and then utilizing the proper tools. You were about to say.
1: Yeah, Reggie, when you just kind of, it's a natural progression to my next question. When you feel overwhelmed or you feel unfocused or like you've maybe kind of lost focus temporarily, what do you do? Maybe what, what questions do you ask yourself to get yourself back in alignment? How, what, what's your process like?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. And I have a good answer for you. I used to hear the term, no man is an island. And I didn't understand it before, but now I do understand it. We are not an island. Uh, We have to work with other people. I have coaches. I have mentors. I have personal friends that I trust that are smarter than me. And so when that happens, you need to be able to reach into your uh, phone directory or shoot a text out or an email to someone who you're working with, a coach or a mentor or just someone who really, truly understands. Uh, They can have this ability to calm you down. It's hard to do it on your own, you know? It's hard to do it on your own, you need help. You know, I have a, I've had dogs for a big part of my life and I have a big red uh, uh, standard poodle right now. And I know one thing about dogs, and humans are very uh, similar, is that when we get fixated on something, it's hard to get our attention away from. It. So if you're in the midst of the uh, quagmire or in the midst of quicksand, you need someone to reach down and help to pull you out because you can't get out yourself. That uh, leads me to coaching, you know, and that's one of the things that I have done over the years. And I'm 70 years old and, you know, I still have a couple of coaches. I have a, a great mentor in my life. His name is Dr. Albert Lowry. Um, Wonderful man. We've been uh, partners, business partners, good friends. And he's been my mentor for, wow, I guess about 22 years, something like that. So if you don't have one, get one. And the thing is, your coach or your mentor can't be not as smart as you because that defeats the purpose. It's someone who knows more than you, who's willing to share what they have with you. Many times it costs and it's well worth it. People pay a lot of money for that, but it's well worth it when you choose the proper person. You know? So on uh, a back, to me is one of the easiest things that a person can do to get themselves uh, in a position to succeed.
1: I love that. And you know, we've walked down your before the millions path and we've, we've gotten so much insight on the way you think, the way you process information, what your belief systems are. And you now I want to, I want to take us to present day. I want to talk about your life today, Reggie. And what is, what is a typical day in your life look like? Walk us through, what, maybe your morning routine and how you typically end your days. Just walk us through a typical day in your life. Absolutely. Well,
2: <laughs> that's wonderful guys. Uh, nowadays. Okay. Financially, we're pretty much said We have no wants and needs at all. And so now what we do is we'll wake up in the morning and we have a certain amount of money that we're using uh, to trade options on the S&P, the S&P 500. And so the idea there is to uh, have two sources of income. One is a steady source of income that every month the, uh, the bank account grows rather than goes down, it goes up. And the other is a an account where we will just play mad money. And so what we're looking to do is to make uh, on a weekly basis from, oh, 10000 to $15,000 a week. And uh, some of our, our associates and colleagues are doing exactly that. So that's kind of like a, how can I say, it's sort of like a fun way of making more money. I've got three deals going right now, one in Inglewood, California, one in Los Angeles, California, and one in Las Vegas. And with these three deals, cash wise, they're going to generate a bunch of cash. One is about 150. The one in Vegas is about 220. And then the one here in LA is going to be about $400,000. I was never in a position, I mean, I never thought in my wildest dreams when I was younger that I would be able to sit here on a podcast and talk about those kinds of numbers. Me who had such a low self esteem, who never graduated from high school. But here we are. How did I get here? It certainly wasn't by myself, it was through mentors, through coaches. It was with an intense sense of direction that I couldn't get myself. I got through others. It was knowing uh, having a knowing that there's no question once i began to improve my self-esteem having a knowing that i was going to succeed in real estate and not accepting anything short of that not accepting it at all learning how to take lemons and turn them into lemonade for instance (laughs) got another little house here and in this house we're we're uh, getting a loan on the house, and it's a really great loan. No payments on the loan. However, we found that it has foundation problems. Oh, my God. And the foundation problems, uh, some of the estimates are coming in at $25,000, from fifteen dollars to $25,000. Well, that's going to take a big chunk of our profits, and we don't want that. But guess what? We know through the law of attraction that there's always an answer to every question. Always. And so when... Searching around for foundation repair, came across a government program here in California. It's called Neighborhood Housing Services. And guess what? They're going to give up to $60,000 for a person who qualifies to fix the house up, and there are no payments necessary. The loan just sits on the title, but you never pay it back. As long as you hold title to the property, you don't pay it back. So here's another solution. Another solution is let the government do the work on the house. Because we're senior citizens, we can get this program. And I'm, man, I'm so happy to be a senior citizen when it means that I'm going to get an extra $60,000 in my pocket that I don't have to pull out to do the work on the house. So I guess what I'm saying, guys, is that. There are so many different ways that you can achieve your financial success or otherwise. There are many, many different roads that can get you there. But you see, I think you have a choice that you can choose a road. Maybe it's real estate. Maybe it's abandoned properties. Maybe it's vacant, distressed uh, properties. You can choose that road, but you can also make another choice. You can drive that road in an old clunker that does 10 miles an hour, or you can utilize, learn first and then utilize some of the laws that put you in a Ferrari, and you shoot down that road. In other words, going the path of less resistance, not the path of greater resistance. In other words,
1: going after your bliss, going after what you want rather than what you don't want. I I love it, right? You're still not going to get out of the question. (laughs) Give me a typical day in your life. Give me what some of the routines and habits that you do to to ensure a prosperous day.
2: Okay, I started. Yeah, I got kind of off track. (laughs) (laughs) No (laughs) worries with uh, with the S and P because we'll set up our trades on the S and P. If we uh, get our um, trade filled early, then we're off to the races. We kind of hang out in the house, do what we want. She'll cook a little bit. I might help a little bit. We'll go out in the yard and play with the garden. Uh, we'll get in the car and we'll take a drive someplace. I have the dog and you know, I'll open the trunk say, uh, not the trunk, the back, it's a Tesla. So it doesn't have really a trunk, but it's a real big back space. And she'll go jump in the back and you know, we'll take off and spend the day out and come back and be a family again. We have streaming a media service, so we watch TV, watch movies until our eyes start drooping, and then we go to bed. It's a life of doing what it is that we want when we want. The only thing that we're tied to is in the morning, we set our trades on the S&P, and that's at 6.30 in the morning, from 6.30 to about 7.30 or so, and then we're done. So it's a life of doing what we want when we want. We're going to, uh, we have a landscape architect that's come in, and he's, um, Given us some well, we paid for some beautiful drawings, and we're anxious to uh, get the backyard done. It's going to cost about probably seventy seventy five thousand or so. But look at this, guys! Put yourself in a position where you can afford to make those kinds of investments, and it not hurt you. And you can. I think these days you can do it even more so than when I was coming up over 30 years ago because the profits are so much higher these days, so much higher. I'm not sure if I've satisfied your question. But, you know, the day changes all the time with the exception of the early morning when we set our trades on the S&P. But uh, aside from that, man, the day changes. The dog sometimes tells us what to do. To come and stare at me I know what it means. Take me to the dog park. I'm ready to go. So that's kind of our life, man.
1: Okay. Okay. And that's amazing. And that you kind of uh preluded to one of our, our later questions. So that, that'll be a really enjoyable moment. But you know, your message, Reggie, is, is really powerful and I know it's really polarizing to the fact that you may get upset some of the listeners, but at the same time, some of the listeners are really, really gonna love this message and what we're talking about today because it's a subject we haven't quite touched on. And we've already recommended one book for the listeners, which is Psycho-Cybernetics. And we'll be recommending another book in the last segment of this show, but I wanna get three books out there. So my question to you right now is, what is the book or books that you've given most as a gift and why?
2: Mm, That would be Psycho-Cybernetics. And the reason is because it is a life-changing book. Changed my life when I was 17. I was headed in the wrong direction, you know, in South Central LA and Watts, California, a member of a gang doing all the wrong things because I didn't see where I had any hope. I didn't see how, I didn't see that there was actually a tool that I could use to get myself not out of what I don't want, but into what I do want. You see, there's a difference in thinking right there. And just that little subtle difference right there can be the difference in you uh, utilizing the law correctly. I would not say that I used it to see how to get out of the ghetto where bullets were flying and knives were flying. And, you know, I didn't say that how I could use the book to get into the environment that I did want, which is a beautiful home and a beautiful neighborhood with plenty of financial resources with love around me with what is it that you want with a Tesla that you don't have to pay four dollars a gallon for gas and you know that if we're getting to that point so it's what you want follow your bliss that'll take you to what you want follow your bliss lifestyle design acceleration
1: hacks what is your favorite before the millions book
2: my favorite before the millions book, I've already talked about It's uh, um, psycho cybernetics. It was written a long, long time ago. So the language isn't like today's language, but it's not like the thou and all that. But it's a book that even a 17 year old could take and change his entire life.
1: What is your favorite lifestyle design app? This can be a business app or tool
2: right now i'm doing a lot of coaching in my area of expertise which is vacant distressed abandoned properties so the app would be road warrior road warrior this is an app that my students they get from me a list of potential uh, distressed properties 100 properties on the list get it every month so i advise them to take maybe 10 properties and stick them in road warrior it will arrange your travel so that you hit point a point b point c in the most efficient way so you're not wasting gas, gas is high these days, It's not wasting gas and you're not wasting time.
1: Ah, oh, that's a rather interesting app. Thanks for that recommendation. Sure. What do you enjoy most about the way your lifestyle is currently designed? And we've already kind of peeked into this question, but I'm sure you can fill in a little bit of the gaps.
2: Yeah, the way that my lifestyle is now designed is, I guess I could describe it best as having full control. I think that's it, having full control. And you know, you have to have a certain amount of security in order to be in control, to feel like you're in control. So I remember the days when the financial resources were not quite as good as they are now, and so I didn't feel as in control. Control means the ability to be able to wake up when I want, when we want, go to bed when we want. Uh, I can take an old man nap in the middle of the day now. And don't have to ask my boss, you know, for a little time. We can just pick up and uh, go to Palm Springs. As a matter of fact, uh, Michelle just set a, a date for us to go to Palm Springs. We're going to stay in a fabulous place, and you know, we're investors. And investors, everything that we do, we do at wholesale or below. You see, consumers, everything that they do, they do it retail and above, right? So we're staying in this fabulous, fabulous place, and because of our attitudes about investing, we're paying a very small amount, you know, to get there. And so, it it's just, you know what it is? It's an attitude, and it's not like, well, I'm not gonna come unless you can, not no. It's like, okay, uh, have you you just know the right questions to ask. Have you got a fam rate? Because I'm a travel agent. You, know, you just know the right questions to ask. And in doing that, you not only build the lifestyle, you enjoy the lifestyle and you don't have to pay a whole lot of money for it like your general consumer does. That's part of our coaching program is that we teach people how to do that as well.
1: That is amazing. What were the sacrifices that you knew you had to make before the millions to get to where you are today?
2: Mm, Friends, at least people who claim to be my friend who were really my friend. I used to drive a car that had, you could see five people in it. And every time I look up, you know, my at the time when I was married, my wife and I'd be in the front seat and, and three hard heads are trying to climb in the back. Let's go. So um, I sold that car and I bought a Corvette. It's only two seats to a vet. When I was able to identify, better identify people and their motives, once I was able to climb out of this low self-esteem and start to feel better about myself, then I could see clearly, much more clearly about people and their motives. So I am a national figure now. I speak all over the country. I know a lot of people, but I have very, very, very few friends. And I think that was the thing that I knew I had to sacrifice was the, um, the innocence that I had in thinking that uh, everybody was in my, in my corner. You know what? I didn't sacrifice it completely. There's still a certain amount of innocence here, a great amount of innocence. But there's wisdom. It's tempered with wisdom. So I don't let it happen again. I don't let it happen anymore.
1: (laughs) Speaking of friends, who was essential to your growth before the millions and why?
2: My mother was probably the most essential because she gave me all kinds of principles to live by. And when I'm teaching a class, as a matter of fact, I just taught a, a full day workshop uh, a couple of Saturdays ago. And she's always there teaching with me. And someone had asked a question and mom popped out of my mouth. She says, uh, well, you know, I want you to treat it like a bus. If you miss one, there's another one coming right behind it. So don't sweat. And, you know, little things like that that mean an awful lot. And I'm able to share those with people,
1: too, in, in workshops and classes and seminars that I do. Last but not least, why do you think so many of us are stuck before the millions, even though we have every intention on getting to the millions?
2: I think a lot of it has to do with fear because you see fear, depending on what it is that you're thinking about all the time, it will either breed confidence or it'll breed a lack of confidence. And that fear rests in that lack of confidence. So what I tell my, my students is this, that whatever it is that you feel that you are a little uh, apprehensive about, you're nervous about, you're afraid of, here's what you do. You take some time and you give yourself, I'm, I'm going to say you give yourself a week. Depends on what it is, uh, you know, the, the magnitude of it. Let's say you give yourself two days, but you will learn everything that you possibly can about that which is intimidating if it's a creative financing in real estate all right you're intimidated by it you're going to take a week and you're going to learn everything you can about creative financing you're going to sit down when you get off work you're going to sit down on the internet and you're going to google creative financing. you're going to buy books about creative financing everything then after that week is over or that period of time is over and you make sure that you complete the time you now are borderline expert in that area because you know all about it now no more fear anymore but now the only uh, the only fear might be an actual execution but when you actually execute you're going to execute more so now because of what you've done to displace the fear you know kobe bryant said it so well he says you know you can learn all you can about basketball. You can read the books, listen to the tapes, and you can go to the one-a-day, day, two-a-day one two drills. You can do all. You can stand on the court and let your coach place you in the position, and you can let him show you what to do, how to block. But unless you can execute, none of it means anything at all. None of it. So we have perpetual students who go to school for the rest of their lives, because the fear is, if i actually try to execute i might fail and if i fail that means that all this time in school is for nothing no you got it wrong because when you were a child and you tried to walk and you failed the first time you got right back up and you kept on walking or kept trying until you started to walk there's nothing different there's nothing different here with real estate so that's why it's important to have someone who can hold your hand, pick you back up and say hey it's all right. I know you tried to walk and you fell, but uh, you're going to get up and you're going to walk on and you're going to be okay. So Guess what? Got off the topic again, I think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no worries. No worries. That was a very, very unique answer as far as how to tackle fear. And it was a very unique approach in that you you go and study that which you're fearing for the next week or however long. And again, it's a very unique perspective. And I love for the listeners to kind of try that out when it comes to fear. So very, very great insight. Again, Reggie, this has been an amazing interview. And I want to thank you so much for your time, for your, for your experiences, for your enthusiasm. I mean, this has been one for the books and I've gotten a lot of value out of the show. And I know that the listeners have as well. If anybody wants to reach out to you, wants to get in contact with you, wants to learn a little bit more about you and your services, how can they, how, where can they find some of this information?
2: I have a website. It's uh, reggiebrooks.com. You and I can remember that one. My email address is reggie at reggiebrooks.com reggie at reggiebrooks.com. Shoot me an email if uh, you'd like to get in touch with me, shoot me an email and uh, with a phone number and I'll gladly give you a call back.
1: Love it, love it, love it. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Again, Reggie, this has been spectacular and we'll talk to you soon.
2: Thank you so much for having me on.
1: Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a good fit to work with the Before the Millions team, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash call. That's beforethemillions.com slash call and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, what is your cash flow goal? How much are you looking to make every month? Number two, your personalized investing strategy. And number three, the best way to get started using cash flowing rental real estate. Remember, starting and scaling your real estate investments and business doesn't happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. We've helped clients all over the world start and scale their investing efforts to six figures and beyond, while enjoying life and making the world a better place. To find out if we can help you do the same, head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash call. I'm Dorel Allier and let's talk soon.